Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. I'm having a feeling today is going to be mostly entertainment. I think so. (laughs) If you have any questions about anything you hear today, it is definitely Contact Wyatt Day. And that is on the (laughs) Facebook at The Home Team 512. You can reach out to me at Loans from Troy, or you can give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. And man, we got a big room full of people today. We do. Yes. We do. So, so Wyatt, please, please. Well, we're we're going to change little, it up a little bit yeah. today. Uh, you know, you go out there, you know, you, you buy real estate, you make money, um, and we talk about sports, but, but something that kind of goes hand in hand with all that is a, a reward system. A lot of people like to reward themselves with a, a nice whiskey maybe mm-hmm. a cigar to go with it and it's it's become a lot more fashionable here as late um whereas you see people are going out and collecting bourbons and i, I think that that happened during maybe covid and so people are comparing and sharing and and it, it, there's kind of a boom in it so i, I have a, a professional actually two of them to be quite honest uh kyle jackson is here and he is he's um uh i've met actually a good friend of mine good guy good people um knows a lot about his whiskeys he's a distributor i'll let him discuss a little bit more about that then we have, uh, of course, Dave Snowberger in here. Who and, and, and Dave, the, he has Dave a, is the man, the myth, the, the legend, legend of real estate. <laughs> that's if right. You did not know that's that. Right. And it's it's, a little much. It's, no, it's not. It's true though. You've been in it for a while. Um, you earned that. You earned that. Um, so he has a, a web page, um, a Facebook page that is is about it's Wilco Bourbon, Bourbon Society, Society, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we figured we'd do something a little bit different. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Kyle. Tell us a little bit about what you brought in today. Okay, so the first one we're going to do is uh, called Evan Williams 1783. Uh, it's a small batch whiskey. I think most people out there that uh, have ever had bourbon are probably familiar with the Evan Williams line as a whole. Uh, the reason that we're talking about this today is because we've just undergone kind of a rebrand. We've done a repackage, rebottling, kind of give it a sleeker design. We've also brought the proof back up from 86 to 90. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you get more bang for your buck. You do. You do. And um, it's because we're, we're producing, you know, the amount of whiskey that we are right now that we're able to, to bring that proof back up. Um, this was originally created to be kind of like the, the flagship of the Evan Williams line. Then we came out with our single barrel, which replaced that. Went back down to 86 proof of this particular bottle. And now we brought it back up as we see single barrel get more into the quote unquote allocated space where it's a little bit harder to find. So, so, so where would this match in, in the price point? Is this a, a, a this is going to be, I would say third out of four in the Evan Williams family. And it comes in right around $17, $18. So oh, wow. Okay. I mean, so this even, is, this affordable. even if you can find single barrel, it's, it's no more than, you know, 26, $27, Perfect. which is fantastic. You know, um, well, let's take a little, little, little yeah. taste here. And that's a shot. It's a taste. $27 a well, shot. Mm-mm. I'm just kidding, y'all. Per, per seven fifty. <laughs> Troy's used to bawling out of control. So how many the, shots are in a bottle? After the third <laughs> shot, you know, I mean, who cares what the price is? <laughs> it's a good tasting one. So that's awesome. It is. And I, guys, I learned a long time ago that whiskey is completely subjective. You taste what you taste. I'm not going to tell you what to smell. I'm not going to tell you. It's like wine. Yeah, You, you can exactly. you can make up whatever you want. Exactly. But if and you like it, drink it. A quick internet search will tell you that. Some people taste vanilla. Some people taste, you know, I smell, I, honeydew. I tasted, you know, I, I, I tasted caramel. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, but I, I, you didn't ask for There's, that. There, I there are that no wrong I, you didn't ask for my, my no, no, it's great. In fact, he's like, we're not going to do that. I'm like, well, I smell, I, I taste caramel. Well, that's so, one of the fun things about tasting with your friends is you get to sit there in, in the, the, 
the taste about, that you can't put a, a finger on, right, a lot of times your friends can help you with that taste. That makes so, sense. Okay. You know, I mean, when I started learning a little bit more about the bourbons, um, it was that, that I would go out and I would do exactly what he said, a small Google search real quick, and I'd match whatever I was tasting with the notes of that sure. uh, particular bourbon. And that's how I started realizing I could pull out vanillas and caramels and charred oak and, you know, really leather. You yeah, know, that was probably one of the coolest things when leather? you drink yeah. something. It's like you taste the leather in it. That's pretty cool. Mm. So, okay, so I guess, have you ever eaten leather? Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to, you know. I'm just saying. I, I just Land on seats. And <laughs> I'm like, no. no. I, I, I'm kidding. I, I think most of that is because yes. a lot of times when you smell something, you're actually tasting it, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Maybe more to lick it. Yes. Lick yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gag ball has leather. <laughs> is that what it is? I was just wondering. I mean, see, yeah, I was say things with... like that, like burnt tennis ball, I've heard that, you know, like whatever, you know. See, I was going with cowboys, you know, like reins you hold in your mouth sure. when you're working the cattle and sure. stuff like that. That's or, where I was going with the tasting. Or wiping mouth when you're, you're wearing your, your leather. Oh, in straight work fiction. You're working gloves but anyway all right we'll go back sorry about that so kyle sorry we went off a little bit on that. well just one more thing i want to say about the subjectiveness if is that if that's a word of whiskey is that um water is to whiskey is air is to wine so if you really want to open up a bourbon or a whiskey okay change its flavor profile and just really let it breathe put a little water in it put it on an ice cube put a lot of water whatever you want to do It breaks it open a little bit. It does. It opens it up really, really nicely. Okay. So some some you want to go just straight, right? And then some you want to add. It, it, it'll change I, the profile. I think, I think all of them. You want to uh, you want to start with straight and taste it in its purest form, and then you want to see how it opens up as well. So let's see which one, which which profile right. you like the best. Right. That makes sense. You know, so on that, does the shape of the ice cube truly matter? No comment. <laughs> he says no comment. I might put some people out of business. <laughs> I'm just curious because you know they well, have those ball ice cubes and the and the glass has got the angle one and you know it is, I, it's, honestly I think what it I is, think it is, becomes a connoisseur thing. I think it's the rate of of how that that cube melts mm-hmm. is, is probably the most important. So your solid, more clear ones generally don't. Um, have a lot of air pockets in it, from what I researched. Look at me talking. Look at this right? guy. Look, look, yeah. at, look at the noggin on this guy. I've been researching. <laughs> Google um, makes everyone and, and so smart. Less, so they, so they, you're right. Just Googling so, on so top they of don't, the they don't melt as fast. You, you can, you can reuse the cube for for more right. uh, libations and or um, you know keep it to where there's not as much water into your bourbon. For sure, and right. it's definitely more cost effective in the long run if you're drinking you know one cube of ice for a period of hours versus yeah. you know several. Um, but uh, also the presentation factor, especially when you're going out to bar and restaurant, you know that's that makes a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, so we have. Oh, it's more. all about the show. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna we're gonna taste throughout this this uh, this show. We're gonna start at the beginning of each uh, segment and have a little taste, a little description, and then we'll get into our, our subject. Um, but we're gonna change up a little bit today. Um, anything else you want to add to this? Or are we gonna go into another little bottle? Let's move it on. Okay. He's like next. Here you go. Next. Um, so this next bottle, what's this about? So the next one we're going to do is Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, or also known as White Label. And this is just a little quick talk about what Bottled and Bond is. Sorry, I'm off the microphone. Bottled and Bond was an act in the 1890s that came about because there was no FDA for alcohol. And people were producing spirits with all kinds of impurities in um, their grains and impurities in their water and it was making people sick it was killing people it was it was doing all kinds of stuff that you don't want whiskey to do not what it is intended for so they came out with this act to basically be the fda for spirits and what it says is if you're going to put this label on that says bottled and bond you've got to meet certain criteria and those are it's got to be made at one distillery in a single growing season um, aged four or more years, 
rested in a bonded warehouse uh, and bottled at 100 proof. Okay. So if you if you do all those things, then you can call your bottle bottled and bond. And this is important yeah. because it's an increasingly popular category. Okay. Um, this particular uh, bottle, the Evan Williams White Label or bottled and bond, is my favorite. This is my daily drinker if I were to drink daily. All right. Let's Cheers. taste it. <laughs> all right. Well, I, while we're tasting this, oh man, that's pretty good actually. I've, that's and price point on this one, real quickly before we get out of here, uh, should be about fourteen fifteen dollars. This is okay. So far, I like this one better. So, <laughs> is that the price? I know. That's okay, just taste. checking. So, how, if somebody wants to order one of these, how would they get a hold of you? Oh, they uh, you buy them through your local retailer. Um, I don't think it's illegal for me to mention who the gotcha. retailers are, but gotcha. uh, you know where your liquor store is. Evans and Williams, y'all. Hey, and you've been listening to the Home Team, and today it's all about the whiskey. If you have any questions, please reach out to Wyatt at the Home Team five one two on the Facebook, or you can give me a call at eight five five two nine nine Home, and we'll see you in just a minute. Whiskey River, take my mind. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or you can give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, you can reach out to Wyatt on the Facebook. The Facebook. And that is the Home Team 512. And this segment, believe it or not, is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. The American dream. That's right. You know, so this is the real estate segment. We got a big party going on in here, but we, we got to do a little business first. Okay, yeah. yeah so we're doing so, a little... We'll yeah. see, we, we said we're going to start the segment off with a little bit of tasting on each one, so Kyle, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're moving on into the next family. This is uh, kind of our flagship brand. This is Elijah Craig, uh, small batch bourbon. This is going to be on your left. Um, so Elijah Craig was known as the father of modern whiskey for two reasons. Um, first of all, he was thought to have been um, the first to pioneer charring barrels and aging whiskey in those elijah was elijah craig yeah oh wow and uh also because he was a baptist minister which is a little joke that i usually have to explain to people or at least bring them back <laughs> so, to so um, he hid his barrels behind the house i, or? I don't know well, i guess it was more acceptable back in those days <laughs> yeah, for baptist right. ministers to age whiskey or be distillers but um, anyway so uh, you know heaven hill which is the company that i work for um named this product after him um you know to pay homage to the uh the father of bourbon um this particular uh, bottle we're drinking right here is the Elijah Craig Small Batch Bourbon. Uh, you can find it at your local retailer somewhere in the $30 range. Okay. Um, this is, again, our, our flagship brand. This is probably one of the ones that um, people recognize the most um, and uh, and probably has a, the, the highest standing okay, in the, the bourbon world. So. Well, it's a good tasting. What do, you, what do you think, Dave? 
Elijah Craig's delicious. Is that one of it? my favorites. So when, when you, so you, you delicious. again, delicious. It's delicious. Delicious. <laughs> so, delicious. so you, you have uh, the the Wilco Bourbon uh, <clears throat> Society, right? I do. Okay, and is, is Elijah Wood something y'all talk about on on y'all's page? Quite Elijah a bit? Wood is an actor. Yeah, he's Elijah Woods. He's a. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. I, I have tasted. I have tasted three bourbons. Tasted three bourbons. <laughs> the bourbons. The bourbons are good. Troy's peer pressure's <laughs> over here. I'm like, he didn't finish uh, that one. Lordy, lordy. <laughs> All didn't... right, so Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig is something we talk about. Okay, is something we talk about. So I mean, there's a few of us that that care probably more about bourbon than some other ones in the group. And however, you know, I mean, we we've, we've thrown out our favorite ones. Elijah Craig is always in the top okay. five of of other than some maybe some unicorns out there that some of us will probably never get to taste. Like you know? like uh, old Pappy and, and things like Pappy that. Van Beek. Yeah, I don't even bring those up because they're just not even. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just you're not going to taste them anytime soon. You don't think you know? so? No, nah, not unless you're spending a, a bunch of money just to. Just to throw away, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, I've seen those bottles for like four or five thousand dollars. In a sense, that's I've crazy. seen them higher. higher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I really yeah. that. I figured it was just because it was a charity auction. They were spending that kind of money until somebody explained nope. it to me. He's like, "Nope, that's what they cost." Yeah, that's well, what they a, cost. a lot of people listen because they they want to buy these five thousand dollar bottles, but they need to start making some money. First, right. So I'd probably, yeah. So you know, maybe sell your house. There sell you your go. house, right? So, so how's the real estate money for a whiskey how's, how's, how's the real estate market looking like right now? Real estate market is still fantastic. I mean, there's, I mean, it's in in the normal world, it's it's a great market, and it's above in Austin, Texas. Yeah. It's slowed down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. homes, homes. You know, we're you know during the peak June and July, yep. homes were sitting on the market on average fourteen days. Well. Thank goodness schools showed up and slowed the market down because in August they sat on the on the market for about eighteen days. Mm-hmm. Eighteen whole days. <laughs> yeah. So, so healthy, healthy recessions on the on the forefront. <laughs> so like a healthy market. We hit twenty one like, days. We're all done. Yeah. Well, quote unquote normal is like four months, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and then that's, that's that's a healthy market. It's yes. about four months worth of inventory. Correct. And, and we haven't had that in four years. Oh, I, I more can't, than that. I, believe. I can't five. remember. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I just threw that number out there because it seemed like a long time. I think when I got into real estate back in 2012, <laughs> that's about, you know, I mean, I remember hearing that number. Like, what does that mean? Because someone was like, we have three months of inventory. And You're I was like, like oh, what wow. Even, wow. What does that even mean? Yeah. Right. First now, I said, wow. And then I was like, I didn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That, now, now you do. Now everyone knows what that means. Right. Yeah. We, we were down to, you know, hours of inventory is what it seemed like. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was like 24 hours worth of inventory we had. Right. Anything that came on the market went for yeah. over asking, unless it was just obnoxious. And then it still went. So that's yeah. changed though now. It's, go ahead, Troy. Yeah. It, it's, it's changed, but it's, it's not, you know, and so it's really weird because you, people seem to think it's slowed down or this or that. But what they're talking about are the non ready homes, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So basically, if you have a nice house that's in relatively good shape and it's priced in the market that, that it's supposed to sell in, it's going fast. But if you have a house that, you know, needs new carpet, new paint, some repairs, and you're asking $10,000 over the next appraisal home, it's going to sit. It's not happening anymore. Right. You Before, know, those people, uh, those those realtors were used to being, this house is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, there's a hole in the roof. Yeah. I can still get yeah. two hundred thousand dollars over. Now we'll price. just take it because it's inventory. Yeah, get it on the <laughs> it market. Seems to be what it is, <laughs> you know. Really? And so, yeah, but that's that's backfiring. Right. I mean, it's not if working. If we were two hundred uh, square foot when it was killing it with twenty four hours of inventory, mm-hmm. you know, is two hundred dollars a square foot, then it's selling for two twenty a square foot. Sure. People are coming on the market at two forty a square foot with a house that's not ready. You know, yeah. it's not gunship ready. Yeah. It's just right. not yeah. ready to roll. Right. You know, and it's got it's it's got its deficiencies. No granite. No you know horrible floors. Maybe pink carpet. Or so some realtors haven't 
haven't really caught up to what's happening right it's, now. Yeah, I would say that ex- experience might have something to do with that also. Is it everybody's also, just take everybody's got to make money in this business, so they might take a listing that that you know and, sure. and try to coach it along. Let's just throw it on the market, see if it gets the obnoxious price maybe the seller wants, and if not, then we'll we'll pivot. Are they getting yeah. consumer pushback as well? I mean, of course. So yeah, the consumers I mean, going, "Hey, my neighbor sold their house for two hundred thousand over asking right. price, and I th- and I think I can get that too." You're like, uh, "Yeah, that, that's a always bit. a crazy one when the people say that." So you have to come in, you have to be the professional as a realtor and walk in with data, you know, yeah. and show them because whatever Bob said that he got down the street, right. Bob could be full of it, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And so I get that all the time. Well, Bob sold his house for this, and I'm like, you know. I'm like, Bob, shut your ringer off, and then don't <laughs> price your house. Well played. Well played. Well played. Yes, I left my phone on. Great. Thanks for busting me. But That was funny. me spanking <laughs> Wyatt. Bad Wyatt. Bad Wyatt. Hey, I'm popular. But if you come in here with the data, you know, and you, and you show them, like, hey, Bob didn't really get that. Bob listed for a for, for million dollars, but he got 900000 mm-hmm. Then it seems to fall more in line. You know, and everybody thinks their house is always worth more. However, if you also show up with more data, maybe the other homes in the neighborhood or even say hey mr mrs seller you want to hop in my car real quick and we'll go look at the three listings that your competition the your citing are 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 priced the same as yours and i'm telling you to price twenty thousand dollars less we're going to go see why let's go look at it yeah because nobody really wants to in this market and especially around austin texas people do want fixer-uppers however 90% 90% of people don't. They right. want to come in and be able to unpack their things and relax. And they don't living. want to come in and start uh, Tearing a down floor walls. project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like all, you know, whatever. Yeah. So Not many people do. You know, no. but even the ones that do want the fixer-uppers, they don't want to pay for no, the no, no, no. There's got to be meat looking, on the bone. Yeah. If they're like, if I'm going to have to go in and fix this up. I'm, dedu- want, I'm deducting this. I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, they want to they fix it up yeah. and then have equity. They don't want to buy it at the top of the market and then have to spend a bunch of money on it. Now, certainly, there, there's always caveats. I mean, if someone yeah. has something that's not ready to go in Terrytown, someone more than likely will come over and yeah. overpay for there's it and spots, then put another million dollars into it. There's, right? there's so, certain spots that are still, yes. right. which were before this all happened anyway. Yeah. Which right, right, right. Downtown, right. You know, Terrytown. You, you have somebody listening to the, the show on, on, you know, and then they, they, they kick back and they say, oh, these guys are wrong because yes. my client just paid $100,000 yes. over in this neighborhood. I'm like, well, okay, there's certain little circumstances. But Cedar However, Park, Cedar Park, that's not yeah. happening. The rule, that's not happening that yeah. much. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because you know, think during June and July, there were days when there was no home for sale in Cedar Park. I mean, mm-hmm. not one. Right. Or Round Rock or Hutto. Right. You know, now the, the listing inventory is up about 8%. Um, over the summer or over the lowest of March, but it's still down from last year. Mm-hmm. So we even had more homes on the market last year than we do this year, and it didn't seem like we had any homes on the market last year. So that you know, so that it's 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 a good thing. Uh, it's but it is like I said, you can't. It's one of those ones where as a seller you can't be greedy. I guess that's you know the old saying that pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the the housing market is right now. You know the pigs still, are you know, the pigs are selling their homes right on time and everything else. But that one trying to be the hog over in the corner, it's just sitting. Absolutely correct. <clears throat> every every it seems to happen every single time. If you can't convey to your sellers as a, as a realtor as a professional realtor, you can't you can't convey to the the sellers that. Look, let's list here, and it gives us a better opportunity to cast a wider net to bring more people in, mm-hmm. versus going to the top of the market and limiting the mm-hmm. people that can actually afford that to do anything with it. Right. You know, and, and just the lower price attracts more, and then once more comes in, then you'll get to that price that you really want, or mm-hmm. somewhere right around there, maybe even exceed it. So, yeah. how, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah. 
uh, MySpace. My, it's, it's MySpace. <laughs> I, I, after they get done listening to nine two zero Dave, my my phone numbers. I always like to give that on this show is five one two nine two zero Dave. I now, still love that D A V E. Yes, sir. Okay, right. just checking. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> that being said, uh, let's get back a little bit to this 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 bourbon here. What could it have been? That's what I was thinking too. I wasn't gonna go there. I was just seeing <laughs> how. I was just checking the the level There's of toxicity of the. Uh, is that a capital D or a lowercase D? <laughs> I'd like to thank our fifth host today, Elijah Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that's awesome. Yes. Okay, so the next one we're gonna do is uh, is a brand new product. I say brand new. It's probably been out in Texas about. Um, I don't know, five months, and a um, little industry secret uh, that I'll let y'all in and hope I don't get in trouble for it. Um, when this was first released, we uh, we only released it in a few markets, I think four markets around the country. Uh, they wouldn't allow Texas to have it because Texas would have consumed the entire nation's inventory, <laughs> which makes me proud to <laughs> be a Texan. Me too. That kind of stuff. That's right. Know? Anyway, so we finally got it back in around uh, April or May, and this is Elijah Craig Rye, straight rye. Um, this was designed to be an introductory rye into that category. So rye, if you're familiar with it at all, is a little bit spicier than your typical bourbon. Um, personally, I like the sweet and smooth. I don't go for the spicy. Uh, but uh, there are plenty of people who who really, really enjoy rye. They're great in old fashions, you know. And and, uh, and But this one, I think, is an everyday bourbon drinker's rye. And let's take a little sip right now. All right. Now, does this come in a keg? <sighs> Yeah, originally it does. Um, no, like a keg keg for sale. No, you, you can't just go down to the HEB and uh, and get a keg of Elijah Craig. But gotcha. uh, but you can. Can um, you imagine doing a keg stand with one of these? Oh my lord! <laughs> you can actually purchase a barrel at our distillery in uh, in Bardstown. But, okay, uh, well good. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing this. This is a great tasting. Um, Absolutely. What do you think, Dave? Real quick. Uh, I, I I like the rye. I'm not a big rye fan mm -hmm. at all. I like weeded bourbons a lot. However, um, the ryes are really good inside of. Um, Old fashions, yeah. And then I had a in Colorado in Steamboat. I had a marshmallow old fashioned nice. with the Elijah Craig rye. I want to know it was more probably about one of the best bit. best ones I've seen had. Absolutely. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Home Team with Troy and Wyatt. If you have any questions about anything you've heard today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or give me a call at eight five five two nine nine home. And we'll see you in just a minute. The news cycle changes often. Turn us on throughout the day to keep up. They keep me connected. You're on Austin's Talk 1370, the right choice. Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please do not ask Wyatt. <laughs> No, because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm five whiskeys in. Is that why? We, uh, we have, are, you not supposed to, are you supposed to drink the whole thing? Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's called a shot. Okay. No, it's supposed yes. to be a tasting. I'm just making yes. sure. And so i got to finish the intro. All right. Sorry. So, yes. But you're listening to the home team with Troy and White. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, Wyatt is definitely the person to reach out to on the Facebook. The Facebook which is the Home Team 512. And this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing the American dream. <sighs> you got it done with an <laughs> interruption. And we're through. <laughs> so if you haven't been paying attention, if you just jumped in on this That's segment, uh, we do have Elijah Craig distributing. Is that the distributor? It's not the It's actually Heaven Hill. Heaven, Heaven Hill, Hill yeah. distributor. See? Um, Distillery. Here, yes. And they're like distilling... 
So what you all know. does Heaven Hill do? Yeah. Okay, so great. Let's talk about them for a second. So Heaven Hill is the largest family-owned supplier of spirits in the world. Spirits. And when Family-owned. Family family-owned is important because there's a gentleman named Max Shapira who's at the head of the company. He's, um, I think, second generation. Um, bought this, you know, his dad, uh, or, yeah, dad, I believe, bought this company back in 1935 um, with his, uh, with four brothers. Um, family's important because they... For the most part, do not um, we don't have any shareholders to appease. We don't have to um, you know we don't have to jack our prices up. So you'll see that most of our products are superior in quality, but the price point is almost sometimes half that of our competition. Is there available? Because we we like to take care of the American public because we are a family owned company. Awesome. All right, but Texas first. Typically, it's Texas first, as long as we can supply the juice. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So, so, so y'all hold things back from Texas. I don't know if that's a good... It, not very often. Yeah. Usually, Texas is first to market, yeah, but, okay. uh, but, you know... Well, they didn't a... want us to drink the product right. dry right. before so, they had a chance to, to test it. It's kind of like guns and ammo. I mean, exactly. same thing. I mean, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, keep it out of Texas because we won't have any more. <laughs> well, they already have enough if, is if what we they think. <laughs> we open it up down there. They make so, their own I guns. totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Absolutely. You know... So, and hey, speaking of that, you know, family savings, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of calls lately because we just talked about it. It's that the market has has it hasn't slowed is what people are saying, but that's not the right term. the The market is is coming back to close to being a just a just a, an amazing market. Instead it's slower of just, than it was two months ago. Yeah, that, but it, but yeah. it's still moving at such it's a speed. Um, but the, the craziness, you know, that, that throw your house on the market, a couple hundred thousand dollars over in, in 12 minutes, you know, that part's gone. And so people feel they're starting to understand they, they want to get their equity, but they don't want to have to deal with selling their house. So you're saying part of the craziness stayed though, which is the value of your house. Yes. So part of that craziness jacked all these prices of the houses up. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the non-crazy part of it is that your house is, is worth more, but not everybody's going after it. Right. And it is worth more because the values are there because the, the homes have sold in the last 60, 90 days. Yeah, nothing's going backwards. Yeah. All you these know, people that want to wait till yeah. prices come down. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. Keep waiting. It's, it's, it's going to go yeah. even uh, more yeah. up. Grab yourself right. a good yeah. bottle of Elijah Craig. You yeah. wait a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so if, if people are asking, and it's a great idea to ref, you know, refinance your home and do a, a home equity or a cash out is what we like to call it, and you pull cash out of your house. You know, and so that way you're getting the equity. Um, you know, but you don't have to sell your house. And one of the advantages to doing the cash out is that you don't reset your property tax value with a new purchase. Because if you bought a house, you obviously, you know, if you sold a house, you obviously owned a house. You understand the the value of owning a house as opposed to renting. So you're going to go out and buy another one. So you would you would pay higher taxes on your next property. That's the disadvantage of cashing out your equity by selling it. With a with a refinance, you do a rate and term, you keep your, your property taxes stay the same because our appraisal does not go to the county. Everybody always asks that. Does uh, this go to the county? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do an appraisal. The county might find it. I'm like, not unless you send it to them, yeah. you know. Um, you know, because this is a non-disclosure state, so it's up to you to decide if you how you want the state to figure out what your prog- your tax value is. Sure. So that helps a lot. Um, and you get this, the rates are still great i mean cash out rates are still in the low threes so um which again is phenomenal you know, you know inflation people, was five percent so yeah, i mean you know not, not <laughs> too long month. ago you know three percent was i mean we'd never heard of it yeah <laughs> and that's like what a year ago two years ago yeah right? uh march is when it started to fall march of 2020 is when it's you know you could get something in the threes here and there but it's in march of 2020 was when the rate was three right and then it fell into the twos and then you know you would hear, so three is still yes historically 
phenomenal. Yeah, well, if you think about it in cost of funds, um, inflation was 5%. So if you borrow money at 3% and you, your inflation's at 5%, you're actually you're gaining 2%. Right. Or they're, or the people loaning you the money is losing 2%. Oh, I mean, wow. Um, so, yes. So that, you know, that's the part where it's hard because, you know, there is a whole generation of first-time homebuyers right now that are coming into the market, and they've never really seen a rate over 45 5%. You know, so they just don't, they don't, they're spoiled. They just don't know. I yeah. mean, you know, my parents, they bought a house in the eighties and they paid 14 and a half percent and, you know, 17. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. And they, there's just, like I said, there's a whole generation that, that think, you know, all these, you know, the millennials that are coming into the housing market now, they think the interest rate on homes is 3%. And so if you tell them it's 3.8, they freak out. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the sky's falling. Yeah, oh my God, you're you're. Well, it's you're, funny. What we yeah. see as realtors, I mean, we see things slow down. If, yeah. if it's at three two five, and then all of a sudden it jumps at three five, everybody's like, oh, we're gonna wait for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because they're like, oh, I wanted to go back down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so it's definitely worth it. Um, I think you know we've talked about Dave Ramsey a whole bunch. I think he's an excellent uh, source of understanding of money and things like that. If you have credit card debt, car debt, things like that, you can definitely use your home, pay all that off, have one payment, your total cash out or your total cash expense goes down because you're paying that one payment. It's also on your house, which has write-offs, whereas your car and your credit cards don't. So there's lots of advantages to doing the cash out as opposed to so, you know, not. Right. I mean, it just is. And right. more than likely, if you bought your house more than two years ago, your interest rate is higher than what it is now. Um, so if it's not, you just got really lucky. You bought it at that perfect moment in the in the, in the the year. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. So I don't see why people wouldn't do this because it makes sense. You still get to enjoy the, the money everyone else would sell their house for without selling your house. Right. You don't have to pack your stuff. Right. You don't have to move to another. If you didn't really want to, but you're just trying to, to, to cash in yeah. on what everybody else is doing, you can still do that. Keep your house, yeah. Not keep a low tax um, um, percentage, mm-hmm. and get some of that money out, and yep. basically pay the same amount you were before. Yeah, you know, you go up in payment. You know, uh, as but far not much, as right? Pre- right, right, just principal because you're only, you know, you're buying a hundred thousand dollars more, so you're, you know, eighty, hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty dollars more, but you have a hundred thousand dollars in your in your pocket, or you've paid off all your debt, and your debt was way more than a hundred fifty dollars a month, and now you can start living life. Yeah, you can start. You and can start getting in debt again. <laughs> you know, buy a lot of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> just start all over, right? And then I usually yeah. get not playing. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I I've been doing this a long time, and I yeah. have cashed out somebody three times now. Have you? And it's always to because they've gotten out of out of control of debt. And I'm like, guys, you need to stop. This you know, is a this tool. Is, this is the last time I'm going to do this for you. And they're like, well, if you don't do it next time, I'll go somewhere else. Okay, fine, but you really need to stop. You yeah, know, right. <clears throat> you know. So, but and they yeah, have some really cool vacation pictures. <laughs> yeah. Now. You know, um, but yeah, but like I said, you know, when you do that and you have that one thing, you can then put your 20% away in your retirement and then live off the rest and then do those things, pay cash for your, your vacations or your whatever's, you know, and things like that. It's just, you know, but what happens is that most of us don't understand money. So in our twenties and early thirties, we screw it all up. And then we spend the 30s and 40s trying to fix it. That's kind of how America is. Sure. And then by the time we're in the fifties, we've either fixed it or we've given up. It's kind of what I see. Right. Makes yeah. sense. I mean, and so I want to try to grab a hold of those people that are in their 20s and 30s and teach them not to screw it up early so by the time they're in their 50s, they don't have to make a decision. So you're saying I, I, there's no hope for me, what you're saying? No, no, no. You're in the trying to fix the stage. And, give up and... You're not 50 yet. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yet. Yet. Yeah. Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so did <clears throat> we have another brand to test? Or? No, I think we're, we're good there. Um, yeah, we're finished with the brands, but... Um, 
If I could just talk for a second, um, number one, September is Bourbon Heritage Month, so happy Bourbon Heritage Month, everybody. And that's the reason why what? we're having this. Really? That's, yes. Yeah. No, no, that's why we're having I know this. That, okay. I know that. Yeah. Um, also, we've got coming up in October, um, the 15th through the 24th is the uh, annual Old Fashioned Week that is sponsored by Elijah Craig. Where's this going to be happening? Yeah, uh, so everywhere. Te- um, Texas. He said everywhere. Everywhere, all across the nation. My cul-de-sac. All okay. across <laughs> the nation. So, um, And it's 15th through the 24th. It's so more like 10 days, but, you know, old-fashioned Fortnite didn't roll off the tongue, and there were maybe some copyright issues with the video game. But, um, <laughs> it could be. Anyway, so retail stores, bars, and restaurants uh, across the nation are going to be participating in this. And, and basically what it is is um, you know, they're, they're going to be offering old fashions, hopefully, at a discounted price, Um you know, you'll, you'll be able to see the Elijah Craig displays out in the retail stores, but then you'll get to go to the bars and restaurants and get, you know, some kind of featured price on an old-fashioned cocktail, which is, you know. One of my favorites. One, yeah, one of the best cocktails out there, one of the, the most well-known cocktails out there. A um, couple of cool pieces um, surrounding this is um, there's going to be, if you go to oldfashionedweek.com, You'll find an interactive map, and we're still, you know, in the process of setting this up. We're not at Old Fashioned Week yet, people. It's October 15th, so give us some time. We're still putting together all the uh, the info, but uh, you'll be able to go to the interactive map and find out who exactly is participating. Okay, in perfect. Nice. So, um, awesome. Yeah, if, if you also, there's a, a charity piece to it. If you upload a photo of your Old Fashioned to Instagram and hashtag Old Fashioned Week, tagging at Elijah Craig, Heaven Hill will donate five dollars to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation, up to a hundred grand. Oh, sweet! So, nice. That's pretty yeah. Cool. It's just a really you know just trying to <clears throat> focus everybody on Elijah Craig, the old fashioned, and the Restaurant Workers Community. Foundation. Can I give a plug real quick? Go yeah. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. So old fashions. So if you're not a bartender and you don't have Google and you don't want to go buy all the supplies, Elijah Craig makes probably the best pre-made syrup for old fashions Absolutely. on the market. Yep. I mean, seriously, I mean, it's it's the best. Whether you use Elijah Craig as your bourbon or not, bourbon of choice, uh, you use that syrup, it's fantastic. I had Fine. it in, I, we bought 10 bottles in Colorado because you can't find it here in Texas. Really? So, it should, yeah. be, should be available here in Texas. It was, it was sold out. It was yeah. sold out when we needed it. Yeah, so that's it was why, off the that's shelf. That's why he has to we're, we're working on. You know what? I'll tell you what, I'm going to do this. Damn Texans. Yep. Email me. If you're looking for Elijah Craig syrup, you can email me at kjackson at heavenhill.com and I'll figure out a way to get it to you. Nice. Yeah. But don't ask for the green bottle. No, do not ask for Heaven Hill green label. <laughs> Because <laughs> that all goes to us. That's right. Yeah, we, we, we get the special stuff. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, you've. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed your trip down Bourbon Lane. If you have any questions Bourbon about Bourbon Street or Bourbon Street, oh, yes. oh there yeah, we that's go. A whole trip. That, hurt, that hurts his feelings. <laughs> that's that's LSU. Yeah, brought my wife into it. Uh, yeah, she probably. Yeah. Yeah. right. We're about to talk about yeah. the Longhorns. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com, or you can give me a call at eight five five two nine nine home. And as always, you can reach out to Wyatt on the Facebook, the Facebook, which is the Home Team Five One Two. And this segment was brought to you by Security National Mortgage. And we'll see you in just a minute. Talk 13.7, the right choice.
Hello, Austin, Texas. You're listening to The Home Team with Troy and Wyatt, where we bring sports and money together for your education and entertainment. If you have any questions about anything you hear today, please reach out to me at loansfromtroy.com or you can give me a call at 855-299-HOME. And as always, this segment is brought to you by Security National Mortgage, where we turn houses into homes by financing your American dream. Your. That's right. And if you need to complain about anything, it's the Facebook Good. Why do you always say that? <laughs> With Wyatt on the Facebook at the home team five one two. You know, well, because this is where we get very opinionated. See, you know, previous segments is kind of facts and you know this and that. And so, you know, people don't really but this I, I, one is you know I'm playing. I honestly and I always come back because we don't really get complaints. We don't. Right. Most people like us. Only complaints I get usually are about you. Right. Yes. Yes. Because I'm very opinionated. No, that's yes. not true. Yes. And so this is the fun <laughs> section. We've kind of done our work. We've got the man. This is an ongoing thing. The myth, the legend, David Snowberger here. David. Who? Oh, he did. He went full on. Yes, David. David. Yeah. He went well, straight mom. You're in trouble. I, I don't right, want. Yeah. I don't want to confuse David him, Charles Snowberger the second. You, yes. <laughs> get in The junior. Uh, and whenever you want to. You know, satisfy your real estate needs. It's 512-920-DAVE. Dave. Right? That's right. Like the way I did that? That's right. Yep, That's right. Because we're about to get into the fun stuff. So we kind of want to get all of the, the, the business out of the yeah, way. So the fun stuff, business though, out of the way. Yeah. Is it that fun, though? Yes. Well, first of all, it's you know, game day. And if you're not sitting back with an old-fashioned from, you know, Elijah Craig, then I don't know what you're doing. That's right. You're making right. a mistake. Right. See? See how I got it up? I brought you did it all. Good. I brought it all. You did good. In. It's full right. circle. You, you full circle. advertising. You did full good. Circle. Now it's on. KC, KC, KC. Oh. Yes. So, um, you know, what about the let's Longhorn? just say What that, about last week, Longhorn? That, you know, in life, you know, when you when you didn't do something right, your mama or your daddy spanked you. It, boy, did they. Right? And so most people learned from their spanking, and they got better from it. Right? That's why you whoop your kids, because they learn. <laughs> he said <laughs> Right? Hey, that's so how all they you do millennial it. I monitor your Facebook complaint, <laughs> Chuck. So all of you millennial parents out there that are helicopter parents, whoop your kids. Yep. They'll be they'll, they'll learn. Be, they'll be a lot better. They'll be better. They'll learn. Boy, will they? But so so the Longhorns went to the uh the old rival, the old Southwest Conference rival, the Arkansas, and they and Arkansas opened up a can of whoop on them. They did. And, and they didn't stop. You know, but when I stop now, don't get me wrong, I was cussing, hollering, and throwing things against the wall all night Saturday. I mean, after the second drive, you knew what was happening. You just mm-hmm. didn't know how bad it was going to be, but you right. could see. You knew it wasn't going to. You just knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just knew it was coming. But um, looking back now, I think that it all really, you know, because you know me, everything's always half full. <laughs> Right. Looking back now, I think it worked out the best way it could work out for the quarterback situation. Most certainly. Because, I agree. Because those people that were like, if Casey had started the season, they would have always said, they, they would have said, we want hard, card. You know, what, put Hudson in there. He's got a stronger arm. He's, you know, this and that. They would have always said that no matter what. Anytime Casey had any trouble, there would have been that group. Well, now, card's been put on display. And it's very simple. It's very understand that he the he's not ready. I'm not saying he's not a good. I'm not saying he's not going to well, be fantastic. the man. He's fantastic. If he had an offensive line, <laughs> yeah, but he's that, not ready. He could throw it on a rope. Yeah, you can you can definitely see that he's not ready for that kind of moment. Whereas sure. Casey, being you know four years in the program, you know you got to think. You no know, people forget this, but last year was yep. he never saw a crowd ever. 
that's the first time Hudson Card has ever seen well, this is true. a crowd. Because oh wait, you you're know, right. They didn't play in a crowd yeah, scenario. So the that's red a shirt, horrible crowd. Yeah, that, so the red shirt true. kind of concept, you know, learning and wow. watching and seeing the travel and all that stuff. He didn't get that. That's a big. That, that's a it's big a one. Big difference. Well, you people know, are cheering. You know, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Arkansas had to sold out a game in six years. You know, so you know it meant a lot to them. And the crowd was right. It was a great crowd, and that's typically what you know your Texas, Arkansas, Texas A and M, Texas, uh, Oklahoma. The crowds are always like they're just like that. Right. Um, and so he, so he didn't have that advantage. So he's just not ready for that moment. And Casey's, he's a gamer. And so now Casey's in, he has a little struggle here and there. They now can compare that struggle to what Card did at Arkansas and know, well, we're probably okay well, let's, where we're let's, at. Let's rewind real quick though. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you foresee Card playing like he did this, uh, last week, mm-hmm. like seeing how he played, uh, the prior week? I, it caught me by surprise. Ah. <sighs> You know, I didn't see it. Remember, like but that. remember, we watched the game live together. Sure, and I was not, and like I said, I was not impressed with Card. Now, during the course of the week, watching the vi- the the film and listening to the radio the and all of yeah, the yeah. highlights, all of a sudden I became more impressed with them as the week went on. He had a quick release, you know. But at the game, I wasn't. He yeah. was he was a little off. He was a little tentative. He was a little jerky. Um, I mean, he you know he just he didn't look like he was. A fluid quarterback. When he changed reads, his whole body would shift, and it was it was just he just snap, and he it would just you know. Whereas you know, a quarterback that's familiar with the system, he just flows through the reads. That to well, me you says do. intimidation. Yeah, you know, and that was against you know again you know Louisiana's not a bad team, but he just isn't. He's just a redshirt freshman with a ton of. He's dripping with talent. You could see the throws when he had time to step back and rip the ball. Oh, he's got it solid looked great, arm. solid arm. But any sort of confusion, the line, anything else. He, the red shirt freshman in him fell out, you know, showed out. So one thing that, that I, um, and we talked about this after the game, I called you after the game and like, whoa, what yeah. just happened? Um, had I finished crying at that point? No, I can't, there I can't was, remember. No, there, there was a little, <laughs> okay, you're, you're catching was, your air a little I was, bit. I was coming. Yeah, I yeah you were getting out of it. Um, trying to see where you called me. Out. I can tell Yeah. I can tell you've been rocking in, in no, yeah. and so, uh, um, but w- w- there was some concern because in past, some of the coaches would still put in card. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a a coach with some backbone who did not do that. Right. Traditional coach thought process in this situation is I chose Card at the beginning of the season. I can't put him down because he had a bad game. Right. That's their traditional coaching philosophy. I, this is my guy, ride or die. Right. And so, but that's not, you know, the coach admitted, you know, he's like, hey, you know. He just he's not ready. They both didn't have an offensive line and, yeah. and yeah. still being and good. The, so you know, and no argument. Everybody was like, well, they were playing prevent. <laughs> no, they were they were they were still getting through. The difference was is that Casey was letting the ball go when his foot hit the back. Or he was running. He wasn't sitting trying to thumble through the progressions. He's sure. like, one, two, three, nothing, run. One, two, throw. You know, I mean, it was just a smoother moment and it should be he's been a he's been a college quarterback for four years well you said this uh, uh, uh i guess maybe two Very weeks opinionated, ago aren't i <laughs> uh, two weeks ago was was that that um there's some people who practice well and some people who play well mm-hmm. and very little do both right uh, some so you, you can't tell if someone's practicing well before a season go oh that's my quarterback it's, it's a lot different when yeah. you put somebody on the field and how they play. Yeah, I think he's a gamer. I think he's he reminds You're me. You're talking about Thompson? I think Casey Thompson. I mean, he reminds me. What I'm feeling at this moment, let's just put it that way, is the James Brown. Is that because James Brown practiced terrible. 
And when the quarterback ahead of him, I can't even remember his name now at this point, so long ago, I went down. There was this feeling of like, oh no, oh my God, our season is ruined because this kid can't make completions. You know, this kid, right. this James kid can't throw the ball 10 yards in practice. And that guy comes in and just starts ripping it all over the place, runs up and down the field, beats Nebraska when they're a top five team. I mean, he was just, and nobody then, saw it coming. Right. And so that was my first introduction to a gamer. And so I feel that Casey's that way because it, if you go back and look at, he's had 10 collegiate drives, okay? Plain and simple. I mean, that's just, he's had 10. He has produced points on nine of them. And one of them is three handoffs and out at the end of the game. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the kid, the kid scores. I mean, it's that simple. So, <clears throat> so I, I think he's going to be the guy. Um, let's talk a little bit about, so it was a bad game. I think that, like you said, a, a good uh, uh, butt kicking sometimes throws the program into uh, even a, a, a better scenario. Mm-hmm. Coaching gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they tighten up on things. The the players actually say, "Oh, wait a minute." The coach, what he was coaching, that makes sense now. Like mm-hmm. I should be, I should be doing this. Um, so hopefully that, that that changes up. I think it's going to. Um, what about the Aggies? Well, and they're, and they're almost <laughs> lost. You know, I honestly don't know what to say about them as a team because their quarterback he got taken out. And well, like, he got hurt, he got so he's time. out for four to six weeks or yeah. something. I mean, he got a big bad ankle. And that sprain. was a horrible. What do you think about and that it, tackle? That tackle was. I it mean, was, it's, it was a little over the top, it, though. Well, it was, he's it was, running. He kind of lunges. The guy grabs him by his shoulder pads, pulls him down. He just. I mean, it's. It was more like a WWE I, uh, slam. It's football. Uh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> I enough. mean, I mean, you know, it's it's just football. I mean, right. well, you know, our our quarter, or the Longhorn quarterback, he was the whistle was blown. He's standing still, looking the other way, and the. Uh, Arkansas guy lunges at the back of his knees. Right. You know, right. It's just football. It's football. You know, uh, I didn't see anything intentional about that. But he, towards the end of the game against Rice, he was starting to kind of feel it. But he started this game not feeling it. Um, and then he went out too soon. And then that guy they put behind him, Kalesba, Kalubi. Yeah. Oh, y'all are in trouble. Well, well, you know, um, I think given, given some time and, uh, and some more starts, it's going to be okay. I think he showed a little bit of poise in the end um, and got the job done, you know? Yeah. De- defense did the good job. He made defense one good throw. Yeah. De- defense definitely stepped up. He made one good throw, and it was the that's last true. throw of the and game. That's all, that's all that mattered. <laughs> right. You know, and we've talked about that in NFL yeah. sports. Yeah. Yeah. We need it's, to work on last, carrying yeah. the ball over the goal line, number one. And, um, you know, poison of pressure and uh, and the defense, which I was concerned with the first game. I thought the offense was stellar. Of course, that's all changing now. But uh, but the defense was my main concern, and the defense stepped up. Well, well I mean, and I again, I have a lot of I, I, Colorado's offense is not that good. Mm. I mean, that's like they're not that, that bad. Yeah, though. I mean that kid. That kid's a true freshman. Um, I mean, they're just they're not better that than good. Arkansas. Uh, oh, you, you are gonna find out. You are gonna find out. Shots fired. Here we yeah, go. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah, and they're sitting by but, each other. Hey, the difference <laughs> was we weren't supposed to beat Alabama this year. Y'all ain't gonna beat Tennessee. Well, jury's out. Jury's out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I think both. This is this is my final take, and we're about out of here. Is yeah. is I think both teams have great talent. Um, they they had some adversity, and I think they're gonna get over it and both play well. That's my thought. Yeah, take. yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that you know, A and M has a the better schedule this year than they've had in the past, uh, but they still got a pretty good schedule. It's I mean, tough. they play it's at LSU schedule. the yep. end of the year. You know, Bama's coming to them, but it, there's still Bama, and that quarterback from Bama, he ain't no joke. Yeah. So 
You know, it's it's this is why this is why I'm excited to go back to the SEC because yeah. now talking about Aggies really matters because it's 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 possible. Yeah. You've been listening to the home team with Troy and Wyatt. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you have any questions about anything you hear, please reach out to me at loans from Troy.com or give me a call at 855 299 home And this segment was brought to you by Security National Mortgage, and we'll see you next week. Hook 'em horns. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome.